Dale. It's been a while. What happened to, I thought 2020 was going to be the year of Sexy Dale. Right. <laughs> and it's Sexy Friday late night episode. Do you want to redo that? Yeah. Okay. Okay, count me in. Okay. Three, two. Hello, Internet. <laughs> Better little Is it a little sexy? Hi, Internet. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, half, half you sexy. You know, people keep asking me, they're like, how do you have a girlfriend? And I never have an answer. <laughs> people keep Because asking. that's my sexy voice. That's what, that's, that's. That's as sexy as it gets. That's what I get at her with. I'm like, hey, Andrea. And then it's like, it's like, maybe sexy, maybe creepy. I don't know. Is that how you say, hey, hey I'm going to touch your clam. No, because I'm not allowed to say clam anymore, remember? We've learned. Hey, Internet, thanks for tuning Mm, in. mm. This is... Wait. I totally remember. I heard another name. Did we already talk about this? Another name that I heard that an actual female on a different podcast used? She called it a slit. Oh, interesting. Because that's like almost obscure enough. You don't know exactly what it is. Well, it's also... It's kind of crude, but it's kind of like sexy. Yeah. In a way? Yeah, and it's kind of like cool guy <laughs> or cool girl. I, I, don't, I think a girl could get away with it. I don't know if I got yeah. Hi, Internet. Welcome. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is Outreach Factory, the podcast where we look at the things that made people mad online this week uh, and explain why they're dumb for caring. I'm your co-host, Derek Bolin. I'm your other co-host, Dale DeRuiter. Uh, Dale, the world is fucked uh, oh, yeah, right now. Especially China. Uh, so we got we got Australia's on fire. Wait. Basically, the Eastern Hemisphere is not doing so shit hot. Wait, didn't Australia get put out when it started to get flooded? Oh, is that what's going on now? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was on fire. (laughs) We're not on fire anymore. And then it was just flooded, and then all their monsters were that didn't get killed in the fire were like, there's like alligators in the streets now. We've dunked on Australia a lot on this podcast because it is a godforsaken penal colony and a monument to man just building civilization where there should be none. But I don't think we can do that right now because they're having a tough go of it. So, hey, Australia, you are in our thoughts and prayers. Yeah, we will not dunk on you even though they are a prime example of man's hubris to... Like Derek said, build something where something shouldn't be. I yeah, mean, like, nobody should live there. Here's like, was it the southeast, like half mile ring around the island is pretty good, where like Habitable, is, yeah. And then they have like a bullet train to go back and forth, and then the rest of the country, like the outback, it's just like desert, yeah, and poisonous animals that want to murder you, yeah, and big fucking birds that want to murder you. What would be nice? Would be nice. Yeah, and I'm. Sh- I think it's it's insulting to the country to say that every animal in Australia yeah. wants to kill you. Oh, and you know what else? Even the camels want to kill you now because they're like they're having this big problem with all the fires. I mean, this is before the flooding where they had to do they had to like start kill, culling the camel herds in the outback because they were drinking too much water. So even something as nice as a camel is trying to kill you in do Australia. You, do you think now that it's flooding? They're like, oh, shit. It's like that scene at the end of The Mist where the guy, like, (laughs) kills his family just as the army rolls up to save him. And you're like, they're like, oh, no, I wish we could bring all these camels back because now we have too much water. Yeah. You know what I want to see? I want to see five minutes after that scene. Do you think he, like, got out? And jogged down the street and then like started walking and he saw the officers. He's like, oh, hey, I just found this Jeep. Yeah, I don't oh, know who those people are. There. There's dead people. Spoiler alert. We just ruined. 
Oh, yeah, I should go back. I'm going to go back and edit a spoiler alert yeah. in there. Uh, if you have never seen The Mist before, don't listen to the previous minute of this podcast. <laughs> Thanks. I feel like if you haven't seen The Mist yet, you're probably not going to watch it. Yeah, that's true. There should be like... So you can't do spoilers, like, say, within a month of something coming out. Yeah. If something's been released for a month and you're yeah. still going to bitch about spoilers, fuck, fuck out of here. I think you got that, no right to complain. That one even, too, the ending might be in the zeitgeist. It's like an M. Night Shyamalan ending because it's like just a twist that the whole movie's dependent on. And then once it happens, everybody talks about it constantly. It's in like pop culture. Well, and it's such a like crazy ending because like yeah. just him murdering his family would have been sad enough. Like yeah. he would have been like, whoa, this movie does not have a happy ending. Mm-hmm. But then he murders his family only to find that like if he just waited like a literal minute. Yeah. They would all still be alive. That's uh, salt in the wounds. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. It stings extra hard. You know what's uh, more depressing than the ending of The Mist? What's that? Justin Trudeau. Oh, what did that? His donut buying <laughs> uh, foray in Winnipeg. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Dustin or Justin. <laughs> Justin Trudeau buying donuts from O Donut. Is that what it's called? O Donut. O donuts. Yeah. Instead of Tim Hortons is a bigger travesty against Canada than carbon tax. Do you want to do it? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. Like, so uh, if you live in, well, anywhere probably, but I was going to say like Western, the Western hemisphere, uh, you have these like overpriced hipster donut shops popping up fucking everywhere. So yeah. the donut is no longer the food of the fat working class. They are now, uh, you can go into, what are the ones in Vancouver? We got like Cardam's. Yeah. Uh, we got, uh, what's the other one? Uh, there's Delta in Langley. Cardam's. There's. Uh, oh, there's one in North Shore. I always forget. What's the one in. Oh, the one in Hort- Deep Cove? Uh, Honey's? Yeah, there's oh, that Honey's. Place is good as fuck. Then there's Haven? Heaven? I don't know. There's one. There's also. There's also vegan donuts where there's like sh- no sugar, no gluten, and it's like this tastes like rubber. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the densest piece of shit. Oh, yeah. And like flavorless. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is what hell tastes like. Um, so anyway, you have these hipster donut shops popping up all over yeah. the place. And they're good. They're decent donuts. Uh, I mean, they're as good as donuts get, really. Yeah. Like, they're little mini pieces of cake. And, I mean, the best donut is really good, but it's still a donut. Yeah. And you're going to probably feel deeply ashamed of yourself after eating it. Yeah. But these this new breed of donut shops, each donut costs like $6. And they have yeah. like, it's like that trend in Canada a few years back where uh, everyone was trying to like garnish Caesars with the most ridiculous oh, shit imaginable. Yeah. And they were like, oh, here's a fucking 32 ounce ribeye steak as a Caesar <laughs> garnish. Uh, and now it's like these donuts are just trying, everyone's like upping the ante yeah. in donut craftsmanship. Uh, so what Justin Trudeau did is he was in Winnipeg, which is a very working class Canadian city. Yeah. Uh, salt of the earth people, not, I'm actually a little surprised they had a hipster donut shop in Winnipeg because who's going to eat them? I mean, I am and I'm not because it's like, it's so cold there that you could see people comfort eating. So you figure like any dessert place would do very well there because people for like six months of the year, like that's like whatever every other countries think about Canada and being covered in snow and living in igloos. That's Winnipeg. That's true. in Winnipeg. Like they don't live in igloos, but that's like the coldest spot in Canada. It's always so mind numbingly cold that 
you figure they're just going to eat all these desserts and be like, I don't have to feel guilty about this because I live in whatever the, the asshole of, of the well, okay opposite of Australia. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> good. Or maybe it's more like Australia because it's either mind-numbingly cold. Yeah, it's mind-numbingly cold like six months a year, and then yeah. it's like blisteringly, stupidly hot and infected with ins. Like I have no fucking idea why anyone would ever live in Winnipeg, any, any of the prairies, actually. And I was born in Saskatchewan. I still yeah. have family out there. Apologies to my family that live out there still, but why the fuck do you live out there? I have family there, too, and I'm like, I, I'm i not going to come visit you. I'm sorry, because it's, one, too far. It's like, what, 20 hours to drive there yeah. to Saskatchewan? I don't know. Uh, oh, I, I was like, I don't know who would be dumb enough to drive there but i literally drove there like three three years ago <laughs> for a family reunion yeah so. and i just wouldn't do that i also heard this is totally unsubstantiated but i heard that the swimming pool capital of canada is also winnipeg because the temperature switches so far that the people who are basically used to sub-zero temperatures for six months of the year once it gets hot they can't handle it so they have to have a swimming pool but that might have just been like Someone talking shit, because that happens sometimes. So, anyways, Trudeau mm. buys these donuts from the hipster oh, yeah. donut place. So Trudeau went. Uh, Trudeau was in town for a liberal, li- liberal, 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 liberal party meeting, yeah. uh, and he goes to this hipster donut shop. Yeah, and like Justin Trudeau is a very like he's just the hipster prime minister. That's the guy. He's yeah. young. He's hip. He's cool. He goes out of his way to do shit like this. Yeah. And then he posts a fucking picture of him buying these donuts online. Yeah. And uh because everyone has brainworms now yeah. and everything is just like a political gesture and we we don't like the prime minister so we have to like rip like, on him. I like the prime minister more not because of this, but now for some reason I think it might just be the people who hate them are people I don't agree with on most stuff. So I kind of... You're liking him more just to spite the people who dislike him. It's not to spite. It's just like, well, if they hate him that much, maybe he's not doing that bad stuff. I don't know. I kind of like him because he's just like, well, I'm like, I've got all these like social justice issues, but I'm still financially conscious. So he's like, it's kind of like... You figure it'd be the best of both worlds, but it's turning into the worst of both worlds because both that's sides. centrism in a nutshell, yeah. though, right? Like yeah. you, you don't come down hard enough on either side of the yeah. the part the political spectrum, and you will just like uh, you try to please everyone, and yeah. you will actually please no one. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of what happens with Trudeau. I think he's wised up to that, but he's also like second term. He knows that he's out at the end of this term anyway. Wait, we don't have term limits in Canada. Never mind. He could run we again. Don't? No, I don't think so. I thought we did because didn't Kretchen have to quit after two? No, wasn't Harper prime minister for like three terms? Mm. Fuck. We and should know maybe, this. Maybe it feels like it. Yeah, you know, since we're all political scientists. and Canadian prime ministers do not have a fixed term of office, nor do they have term limits. Under this system, Prime Minister Mackenzie King was Canada's longest-serving Prime Minister, holding office in three non-consecutive terms for a total of 21 years and 154 days. What a... Wow, that's a long time. And maybe that's Trudeau now. Like, if we just all, like... He's pretty Could young. You imagine if we just all years of don't give a shit enough to like yeah. vote him out, and like half half of the country is like, well, he's not the worst we could have, and half yeah. of the country, or just under half of the country is like... 
fucking get this guy out of here. If we have to deal with that for 21 years, (laughs) uh, it'll be amazing. Anyway, Trudeau bought these donuts, posted a dipshit photo op of him buying these donuts online. uh, And like, I don't know if he thought that like, oh, everyone will think I'm hip and cool because I'm like, hey, it was it was nice that he was supporting Mm -hmm. a local like a small local business. But morons started yelling at him because he didn't support the national brand, Tim Hortons. Okay, so a couple problems with that. Yeah. For those of you who are listening from to this podcast from a country that isn't Canada, I'm going to explain something to you about Tim Hortons. Tim yeah. Hortons is a beloved donut Air chain. Quotes. Yeah. Donut chain uh, founded by a former hockey player Tim named Horton. Tim Horton. Yeah. Was it founded by him or was it just named after him? I'm not sure. Anyway. Uh, and it's basically... The Dunkin' Donuts of Canada. Yeah. It's just like, it's fucking trash. It is trash garbage. My apartment literally sits on top of one. We are 12 floors above a Tim Hortons right now. We are we drinking are, Tim Hortons coffee. Yeah, we are drinking it out of convenience. Yeah, literally the only reason anyone would do that is yeah. for convenience. Uh, and their food is shit. Their yeah. donuts are shit. Yeah. Their coffee is shit. Yeah. It's all just trash. Yeah. And I hate it. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it hasn't been Canadian for like the past 20 years. Uh, yeah. Who owns it? The same people who own Wendy's? No. So I thought that because there was that explosion in the 90s where they started building all these Tim Hortons and Wendy's in the same building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out a decade. So Wendy's did own them for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then about 10 years ago, Wendy's flipped Tim Hortons to Burger King. So Burger King. Owns Tim Hortons. Oh my God! Tim Hortons should have chicken fries. Yeah, they should. I they love should. Burger. Or even King. the like. Uh, Tim Hortons has a chicken sandwich. Yeah, and it fucking sucks ass. It is not it is Burger King. The level. worst. No, Burger King. I think arguably has the best fast food chicken sandwich outside of a restaurant that doesn't explicitly serve chicken. Chick Fil A yeah. would be number one. Yeah. Burger King chicken sandwich would be number two. What about KFC? Ooh. Also, you know what's even better than KFC? What? Church's Chicken? You had that shit before? No. Oh, and Popeye's. There's one literally a block from my house. Yeah, I go there all the time. So fucking good. And I see it, and I'm like, and it's so close to my house, I know I can't pop that seal. Because as soon as I eat at the Church's Chicken right by my house... That's just a floodgate oh, that I can never close. So good. You will you will re-give yourself gout on, yeah. on Church's Chicken. <laughs> chicken sandwich ranking. Number one, yeah. Chick-fil-A. Number two, Popeyes. Number three, what was the one I just said? Church. Churches. Number four, Burger King. Okay. The only one of those four I've had is Burger King. Okay. So Burger King, would that be your number one chicken sandwich? Probably, yeah. All right. Reasonable. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. <laughs> Tim Hortons. Fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. I I actually I loathe it in a way that surprises me. In that, like, if I was talking about somebody else on this podcast hating, uh, like, we would be making of, fun. I, yeah, I would be making someone who I, like. I want to make fun much. of myself right now because you know why how, the fuck do I care? You know how much you hate it. You hate it mid twenties, Derek and Dale level. That's how much you hate yeah. it. Because, man, did we used to hate stuff. Whoa, we got angry at stuff all the time. And I'm kind of glad we did that because now we've just, like, burned our hatred like neurons out. And we can make this podcast where we mock people for caring about things. It's funny because I was explaining to someone that when I turned 40, I had, like, 
a reverse midlife crisis where I was like, I just cared and tried about stuff so much. I'm like, I just, I'm just going to care less. I'm not going to care about being cool at all. As you can tell from my sweet stripe pinstripe track pants. I don't know how I feel about those. And like, I just, I don't think I can, I have it in me to hate stuff as much as I used to. Which is good because then we could totally make fun of people for hating stuff as much as they hate that Trudeau bought donuts from one shop instead of the other. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking, I think I know why he did it. Remember what happened to Trump when he brought fast food for the college oh, yeah. football team? <laughs> that was and he just got fucking like the fast food lit up everything. <laughs> like Trudeau was probably like had his hand on the Tim Horton's handle and then just that flash through his head. He's like, they're going to they're gonna hate on me like they hated on Trump for the fast food. So he's like, I'll go get a little boutique donuts. And then people will like not make fun of me for just giving them shitty fast food. They'll like give them like – what's the thing that's just above fast food? Is it like – Oh, fast be- casual now? Yeah. So if you look at like Chipotle or – yeah, it's like yeah. basically fast food but it's fancy. He'll be like, I'll get them – Fast casual donuts and then everybody will love me because I'm supporting small business because up until this point, I thought everybody cared about mom and pop businesses more than anything else because that's what they always seem like. Like if he would have went with Tim Hortons, they would have been like, oh, those aren't even owned by Canadians anymore. You shouldn't be supporting them. You should be supporting mom and pop businesses. But – I guess it's like what I was saying before where it's like you can't win. You do one thing trying to please people and then they just find a different reason to hate it. Yeah, and I think uh, honestly there are probably like three or four types of people who eat Tim Hortons. Yeah. It's people who have given up on life. Yeah. People who don't have taste buds. Yeah. Conservatives. Is it a right wing, left wing thing? I was just, uh, that was my next question. I don't. Is this whole donut thing, is it just some stupid excuse for the right wing people to launch? 100%. Yeah. Why? Who cares about donuts this much? Oh, the best was uh, Emily Moran, our friend. She tweeted, (laughs) oh, with all the stuff going on, why do these snowflakes care so much? And it's just, I just love I don't love that it's like left versus right. I just love when people call other people snowflakes and it's funny. It'll never not be funny because it's kind of like a jerk thing to do and it just gets everybody so riled up. But it's, I don't know, seeing the left call the right fucking snowflakes is almost like delicious. Well, that's there's another example of this that we're going to talk about later, I think, where it's just like a bunch of people getting... And everyone acts like it's only the people opposite you on the political spectrum that act this way. And it's not. Like, we've made this point before that, like, we're all human. We still have the same – all we all have the same faulty wiring in our brains. We all are prone to the same dumb bullshit. Yeah. Um, And and when we don't like someone and we think we can get away with it, we just make fun of them. Yeah. That's how it works. Do you want to just use that as a segue? Yeah. Okay, because I think we're we're done with it. Donuts, right? I have nothing else to say other than I would like to reiterate that I just want to say how shitty it is that people from outside Canada, <laughs> when they think of a Canadian brand, Tim Hortons is the thing that comes to mind. That's the absolute fucking most insulting thing to this great nation. That's it. That's all I got. And yeah. it's the brand that's like going 
fucking my brother Dwayne yeah. lives in China. Yeah. They opened a Tim Hortons there in Shanghai. Yeah. And there was like a lineup around the block for four days for people to get this garbage ass coffee and shitty fucking donuts. And like, come on, we're the, better than the that. The one thing I could say defend that whole thing is because they also have Starbucks in China. But it's crazy expensive. Super expensive. And the Tim only, Hortons probably is too. Actually. The only thing Tim Hortons has going for it is it's cheap as f. Yeah, but it won't. So in China, everyone yeah. there loves Western brands, yeah. and it doesn't matter what the Western brand is. So a Tim Hortons coffee in China will probably cost you like four or five bucks in that's, like Canadian money. That's like what a Starbucks coffee. Well, Starbucks here is like what three bucks. Three bucks. Starbucks in China, I was paying about six or seven bucks. The equivalent of six or seven Canadian dollars for a just a like plain fucking drip coffee because mm-hmm. it's the Western. Uh, Do they have like other coffee shops there? Because they're like pretty much a tea country. Yeah, there's not. You cannot find coffee really anywhere. Yeah, you can, but it's not good, and no one has any idea how to make it unless you go to, like a coffee shop. Yeah, unless you find somebody like a Western who's culturally right. appropriating. Right, because it goes that way too. Nice. Yeah. All right. Do you want to do your segue now? Or okay. Can I fuck it up. I think we both. I st- I stepped on it midway through my segue, and then we just jumped back, and now we're jumping. We're talking about the Virginia thing, right? The Virginia gun rally. Oh, that that was actually the thing I was referencing, where I was like, Yeah, that's. I knew you were referencing it, so I was like, Well, we should just slip right in. Let's do it. And when we were talking about it, it would have been much smooth. But anyways. We're there now. We fucked it up. You, we can do, we can fix all this in post. It's fine. Yeah. So what happened in Virginia was they <laughs> passed like some new gun Do you want, do you want to look laws. it up? I'm going to look Yeah. There's somebody tweeted there was like four laws. Like what happened was they wanted to do limit the number of handguns you can buy per month. Uh, do background checks. And there's four of them. What was the third Red one? flag gun law passes Virginia Senate over fierce opposition. Uh, Virginia Senate approved legislation Wednesday that would allow authorities to take guns away from people deemed dangerous to themselves or others. Yeah, that's the one I have a problem with. Like the background check, yeah, people should be getting background checks. Limit the amount of handguns you can buy per month. Yeah, if you're buying more than one handgun per month, what the fuck do you need more than one handgun for? Like are your old ones breaking? Do you just need to buy them in bulk? But this one, where the police officers can take away guns from people who they deem, what is it, dangerous? Dangerous, or a threat to themselves or others. So... Which, as we all know, cops are the best judges of that. I was going to say, we can't even, you can't even get the cops in the states to stop shooting unarmed kids. Yeah. Are you going to trust their judgment to take guns away from people? Yeah, I'm just going to come out and say if you're a black person in Virginia, you might as well just voluntarily hand your guns in because the cops have already decided that you're a threat to yourself and others. I hate to laugh, but it's true. It is. And it's so sad. It's true. Like, yeah, like I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm for gun. I'm like, I'm not like take everybody's guns away because I'm a conspiracy theorist and I actually do believe that if the government – if a bunch of people didn't have guns, they would just swoop in. The government would just swoop in, like, do, like, some super... Wait, are you aggressive. saying you do believe that? Yeah. Well, not... Actually, no. I don't believe the government will. I think, like... I think you need militias, not because... It's, like, mutual assured dis- uh, destruction. Like, you don't have these militias because 
the government will actually attack. But if you didn't have the militias, like... We we have, like, zero militias in Canada. Yeah, because we live in a nanny state with an overbearing government that is far too reaching. Yeah, but they're not, like, you know, hunting us down and killing us like animals in the streets. They're buying fucking $40 donuts. (laughs) Like, is that the worst we have to contend with? I think the whole reason that they don't do that is because Canada is too spaced out and they would have to chase us into the woods for too long. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I just don't – okay, it's not really – it's not that I think the government's going to, like, come in and be like, we're taking all your guns. It's just the police in the states. I don't trust them at all. Like, on one hand, you have to trust them because they're there to keep the order and the peace. But we've seen way too many examples of, like, maybe uninformed officers getting carried away and, like, discharging their weapons when they shouldn't have. And it's all this, like, yeah. gray area. I'm okay with things up until the point where you're like, we're going to allow police officers to make arbitrary decisions yeah. about whether someone's a threat or not. And then you're like, well, you know, if we look at the, like, entire scope of cops doing that yeah. over the existence of cops... We're probably net positive on their ability mm-hmm. to recognize when people are threats yeah. and act in an appropriate manner. But especially lately, there's a yeah. worrying trend where they don't make the best judgment calls and people usually end up dead or maimed or disfigured or worse. Yeah. Or if, say, somebody is a danger and he does have guns. And that dangerous person has friends who aren't dangerous and the police take the guns away from one guy, these other people are going to go nuts. Because – and I think it's like um, the NRA in the States has always had this thing where they won't budge on gun laws because – they're, they're a lobbying group for gun manufacturers. Yeah, they're the whole like slippery slope. As soon as we give an inch, the government will take a mile and then we'll just like – I don't know not be able to have guns anymore or it'll be like Canada where if you want to take your handgun out of your house, you have to phone the police and do paperwork and then drive directly to the gun range and then directly home. So it's like Canada, you can get handguns, but you can't even like use them. I honestly think that's better. Yeah. That's like that Chris Rock sketch where he's like, if you made bullets cost like a hundred dollars <laughs> each or something. Yeah. Like, Uh, so if they made it so every time you even wanted to touch a gun, you had to do eight pages of paperwork, people would suddenly lose interest in guns. (laughs) Like, nobody would give a fuck. They would find other hobbies. Yeah. uh, And life would go on. Yeah. And then it's like, there's this guy at work who's an avid hunter. And he was telling me that, like, sometimes hunters want to have a handgun with them so they can defend themselves from, like, animals in the bush. And I'm like, well, that doesn't seem fair. Like, I think the animals should get, like, if you're out hunting and a cougar wants to hunt you, they should have a fair chance. Yeah. You should be able to just pull out a gun and shoot them. You should have to use your, like, long rifle. Yeah, motherfucker. Like, it's nature. If, yeah. If you have a rifle, you already have an advantage. If, yeah. If an animal gets close enough to you to kill you and you can't use your rifle on it, uh, you lost. Sorry. You deserve to die. Oh, my God. Do you think we're going to get, like... Absolutely. Hate mail from all oh, the I thought you were going to say you think we're going to get maimed by an animal next time we're in the woods. And like, yeah, probably. I'm okay with that because the next time I'm in the woods in a place where I can get maimed, it'll probably be like I'm 95 and I'm ready to go because I don't foresee myself going into the middle of the woods unless they're like 
they find like you ancient get, like, ruins. You get bears and shit around here. Yeah, but those are garbage bears. They're not like going to kill you. Raccoons are literal garbage bears. <laughs> garbage. Okay. Like bears who eat garbage. <laughs> like they, they're they not interested in eating people. They just want to go eat garbage. Unless they do want to eat people. Yeah. Also, wasn't there like a cougar? I There's occasional okay, cougar sightings in Vancouver scary. because every time there is, someone's like, whoa, why wasn't it at the Roxy? <laughs> <laughs> get it? So yeah, I, I know it. this has happened before because yeah. I swear I made that joke at least eight times since I moved here. So. Well, see... This is where 25-year-old Dale comes back out because whenever there's a cougar or a wild animal set, see, like sighting, it's always in the rich neighborhoods because there's the ones encroaching on the mountains and stuff. And I kind of care a little bit less than if they were in the suburbs around us because we're not rich enough to live on the edge of civilization. Lucky for us. Yeah. We get the urban cougars uh, <laughs> that the cops would totally not allow to own guns. Do you want to get into this gun? Because we haven't even touched the rally yet. Oh, yeah. No, let's jump. Like, I'm pretty sure people are already sick of us fumbling our way through gun control. But, yeah. So, (laughs) Virginia has a rally. Tune in as two Canadians (laughs) who have never owned guns discuss gun control for an hour. Um, Yeah. So, they had, like, gun owners showed up and had a rally in Virginia. And one guy in particular, I forget his name. He took a lot of heat because he had a big sniper rifle. It was a Barrett 50 cal and they're pretty fucking impressive looking and they're very deadly because it's a 50 cal. Was that the guy with like the baby face that showed up and he was standing like front and center? So this guy, everybody's like, oh, this guy's probably not married. He probably has a tiny penis. Look how fat he is. And they're like wearing camo fatigues because they're pretty much just cosplaying as soldiers, which is fine. Like. If we're going to say these guys can't cosplay, are we going to tell the nerds they can't dress up as, like, fucking fictional fantasy characters either? Because, I don't know, every time I see people like rednecks making fun of cosplayers, there's always some lashback of, like, let them do what they love. They're just trying to, like, have fun. They're trying to be with their friends. And it's the same thing with these guys. I mean, yeah, that's especially, like... The the gun nuts in the states, like the yeah. kind of people who go to these rallies, yeah, they're cosplaying as like military action figures or yeah. like heroes, and that's what like you'll see every time there's one of these fucking rallies, you'll mm. get like, and it was the usual suspects. It was like the dipshit proud boys, yeah. And it was like probably some people who like legitimately care about gun rights, yeah. And then the rest of it was just like. Uh, these posturing dipshits that go to every right wing rally dressed in like military fatigues and fucking like carrying these stupid ass guns. This guy though, he owns a shooting range and he is married, but it's just funny how everybody was like immediately body shaming him. And then I saw Patton Oswalt retweeted, retweeted someone saying, uh, I bet none of you can even do one push up." And it's like Patton, what if somebody said you can't do whatever you want to do until you can do a push up? Because I don't know if he like all of a sudden got in shape when I didn't see, but he's yeah, not. You got to turn around, body shape, pat on. No, I'm just saying. If you're if you're coming, you shouldn't throw rocks when you live in a fat house. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great metaphor. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that was the point that we kind of made earlier is yeah. that, like, you know, you have all these people 
And I'm not going to do the whole bullshit like, well, I thought leftists were supposed to be tolerant, but like, yeah. because they're not. They're not any more tolerant than anyone no, else. No, they just pretend they are. And then as soon as they get a chance, they take it. Yeah, but I think like, yeah, like these are people who are probably generally all about like, body positivity and accepting people as they are unless yeah. those people are on the right and then you can say people look fat or ugly or stupid or mentally retarded or you yeah know, some really hateful shit uh just because some guy shows up in public carrying a gun uh yeah i will say the guy looked like weirdly young that was all i'm like does he old enough to be holding the gun yeah like I'm not saying, I don't know, yeah, like, it was just, like, it was just surprising how, like, once the cork popped off, all the, like, body shaming tweets and, like, genital assumption tweets, they just fucking were free-flowing. This guy, right? Yes, yeah. that guy. I will, you know what, go back up, doesn't he kind of look like Dom? He does. From look, that angle? I was going to say, he looks like uh, our friend uh, Jason. Jason. Kenan's, Kenan's friend, Jason. Have you uh, I don't know if hung with him before? No. I don't. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. I'm really bad with names. He looks exactly like Jason. Okay. Anyway. Poor Jason. Hey, speaking of the right to bear arms. Yeah? You know who has bear arms? Bears? Well, yeah, but also everyone's favorite sports mascot. Gritty? Uh, oh, Gritty, baby. <laughs> Wait, is he supposed to be a bear? No, I don't know what he is. Oh, you mean bear like he doesn't have a shirt down what his arm? What is Gritty? I think I meant because they're fairy. Yeah. Uh, fairy? You mean furry? Yeah. I what did I say? <laughs> you said fairy. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> beloved NHL mascot Gritty of the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, oh, did you see the thing Kate got Noah, by the way? It's pretty dope. Oh, yeah, the, I saw that. The it's Lego like, Gritty. What is that? It's like those little Legos that yeah. are the tiny ones that you like build a model out of. Yeah. I always see those. I'm like, that's cool. And I like look at how small the pieces are. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And then you're like 700 pieces. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my like fat, oh, non-working dude. fingers. Uh, anyway, Gritty punched uh, what? 13 year old boy in the, in the back? Allegedly punched a 13 year old boy in the back of the head. So here's the story. We're give, us, give us the dirty deeds. So yeah. there is um, an event for season ticket holders for the Philadelphia Flyers where you get a meet and greet with Grady and you get to take a picture. And some 13-year-old kid apparently swatted Grady in the in the head after the picture because... Wait, the kid instigated it? Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, like I'm saying, like, I was a 13-year-old boy. And it was... I don't know if it was willfully or just, like, sometimes when you see someone in a costume like a mascot, you kind of forget that there's a person in there. Okay, so... My first, I'm going to side with Gritty on this one because yeah. that kid touched him. Fuck that kid. Yeah. Uh, I spent many years, uh, my dad used to work for a bank. Yeah. Uh, this bank had a mascot. The mascot was Fat Cat. I think this Again was back. with the body shape. I think this was back when you could ironically say that all bankers were fat cats and not have <laughs> like wealth inequality <laughs> cause people to lose their fucking minds. I'm just going to say I respect the pun. Of this mascot. It, it was because great. Because it's a fat cat and it's a cat that's fat. So I was, uh, for a few years, I, whenever I needed extra cash, I would hop in this fucking mascot suit and I would wear this thing in like parades. I would wear it to public events. I would wear it to like festivals. I would, I was the fat cat. And 
<laughs> this is awesome. I wish because I met you when you were like 17. Yeah. I wish this happened after I met you so I could have terrorized you. I think it was basically – it was from when I was like 13 to 16 yeah. and then I did it one more time. I came out of retirement when I was like 25 and wore it in a parade and that was <laughs> never again. Uh, but part of this costume was like there was a big fucking tail on this cat. Yeah. And the tail was – the way I put it on was it was attached to a belt yeah. that went around my waist. So I'd be wearing this suit for – Three or four hours at a time. Yeah. Hot as fuck. It's like fur and polyester, and I'm just sweating my dick off yeah. in there. I'm deeply uncomfortable. And shithead kids would come up and punch me and kick me. And the absolute worst would be when, like, three or four of them would grab my tail and yank on it. Oh, yeah. Because it's on a belt around my gut, and it would just, like, compress my spine oh, every time. And this happened for, like... Out. Mascots basically just get the shit beat out of them by children for a living. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so if if a kid touched Gritty, like there were so many times I just wanted to like accidentally like push a kid or like <laughs> kick a kid, fall on top of a kid, body slam a kid, people Jump elbow a kid. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do it, but if Gritty did, I respect him for it. Yeah. So they're saying what happened was the kid swatted him and then like as he was walking away and then this, this is from the words of the dad. The dad says that Gritty got up out of the chair, took a running start and punched the kid in the back of the head as hard as he could. I call bullshit because inside of Gritty is an adult. And then if, if an adult takes a running start. We don't know that it's an adult. Okay. From the height of Gritty, I'd imagine it's at least... Late teenage years. Or wait, we know what it is. It's an adult because there's, spoiler alert, guys, uh, we have an inside source telling us that there are exactly three guys in gritty costumes. So. He also has a team of writers and yeah. uh, handlers. Apparently it takes like, for gritty to exist, yeah. there are 12, there's a team of 12 people dedicated to just gritty. Oh, and that's, you could tell because gritty's like. I don't know, like whatever you call it, like his brand is so much bigger than any other mascot. And that's why, because he has so much support. So my point is, if an adult takes a running start and punches a 13 year old kid as hard as he can in the back of the head, that kid's going to emergency. That's not like, oh, he, it hurt him and he's not feeling okay. And we like, because the dad just told the dad approached like the flyers, like, I don't know. HR reps or whatever and like told them what happened but the flyers they're like well there was people there and nobody saw this happen so they're not like gonna say we have people there and they saw this not happen you're full of shit they're like we don't have anybody to corroborate this or have nobody has this version of events that you're talking about but and they're being nice they further went to being like we would love to have your son in again so we can patch this up and make him a like huge flyers fan again and then the dad after that went to the police. My point is, if an adult hits your 13-year-old kid as hard as he can, there's no, hey, your guy hit my kid and then I'm going to the police. It's, my kid's in the hospital. You're going to fucking jail. I'm calling the police right now. Yeah. there. I mean, even if it's a beloved sports mascot. Yeah. Like, um, 
And there was somebody who, like, blew up the dad afterwards and, like, exposed him in a Twitter thread or a Facebook thread about it. And they were like, well, like, one week after the alleged assault, the dad changed his Facebook profile picture to a picture of him, his son, and Gritty hanging out together. Where if it's like, if this is the monster who punched your child, why are you being like, well, check it out, I'm hanging with Gritty. (laughs) Um, And, but yeah, I think basically the guy's full of shit. Although, I gotta say, I would have so much more respect for Gritty. (laughs) If he beat the shit out of a 13-year-old boy. I think that that would be on brand for him. He's he's a little – he's a loose cannon. Another question is if the person inside Gritty is not an adult, if it's like say a 15-year-old kid, like just one of the owner's sons or someone who works on staff's son and it's like a 15 or 14-year-old fighting with a 13-year-old, then what happens? Like you can't like – is that just like – Gritty goes to juvie, like Gritty can't face charges because he's not an adult and then his record gets expunged when he's like 19. Like what happens then? You know what would be cool? Yeah. Is if it's part part of an employment creation plan, they just like for one week every – like rotating over every week, they went and just like picked a random homeless guy to play the role of Gritty and Mm -hmm. like taught him the dance moves and put him in there. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Except for when Gritty's still drunk and kind of falls (laughs) down the stairs of the stadium. Gritty sort of acts drunk at the best of times. And that's another thing, too, is Gritty's pretty wily because Philadelphia Flyers are known as, like, a tough guy team and they're, like, brutes and and they're, Broad Street bullies. Yeah, so he gets physical. So it might have... My guess is what happened was... Gritty, like, stood up and kind of, like, hit the kid, but not, like, ran and hit him, but, like, just kind of, like, you know, like, oh, you can't do that to Gritty, blah, 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 and, like, kind of made a show of it, but didn't actually hurt the kid. Yeah, just roughed him up a little. That's what I was thinking. Just enough to put the fear of God in him. But, yeah, I definitely think the kid had it coming, though. Yeah, 100%. Whatever happened. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, even if the kid did absolutely nothing wrong, <laughs> he had it coming. <laughs> Fuck you, kid. Even if the kid's like, I love you, Gritty, and then Gritty's just like, boom. <laughs> Had it coming. Totally asking for it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we'll talk about more inappropriate touching. Yeah. And we're back. Hey, Dale. Sexy? Uh. Sexier than the first one? Uh, probably. E- I got equally erect at both. Okay. All right. Good enough for you me. Feeling good about that? I'm feeling pretty good. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. So I talked about inappropriate touching. We vetoed that. That was about the reporter who likes, or the runner who slapped the reporter's ass as yeah. he ran by her. That happened way back in December. The outrage machine has already moved on. Yeah. People don't even know about that. Two. Yeah. What have they moved on to, Dale? Oh, uh... People losing their jobs for doing stupid stuff. One, a guy – which one do you want to start with? The barbecue sauce? Let's or the do line? the barbecue sauce guy first. Okay. So a guy gets a bottle of barbecue sauce for his Christmas present. Um, I think it said he worked at Fast and All. Was that it? Yeah. So – Fastenal, a U.S.-based wholesaler of construction materials that operates yeah. across Canada. So he gets a, 
they're saying six dollar bottle of barbecue sauce, but it's like boutique. It's like again with this boutique like mom and pop stuff, but it's like a company out of Edmonton, and he gets this instead of apparently all the people he works for Fastenal. I'm all over the place. So he works for Fastenal in Toronto, and Fastenal is an American company. But all the people who work for Fastenal in the states got like a goodie box full of like beef jerky and like candy and stuff. So he's complaining that he got this barbecue sauce instead of the box of goodies. Which if you ask me, the box of goodies isn't that great. To that was the thing with. that like, I'm like, why would you complain? He's like, you get cookies, M&M's beef jerky. I'm like, okay, so you took to Twitter to bitch about this bottle of barbecue sauce yeah. because you didn't get shit you can buy at a gas station for $10. Yeah. You idiot. Yeah, and I was like, wow, what a way. So he gets all upset. He's like, I can't believe that instead of our box of goodies, we get this bottle of barbecue sauce. And he takes a picture and he tweets it. But he apparently tweeted it from, I think he had like a pseudonym. So he's like, they'll never find me. And then he took it down. But Fastenal got wind of it and shit canned him. Yeah, he did. So he posted it weirdly. He posted it from like his anonymous account. Doesn't yeah. have his real name anywhere on it. So I was going to like, I was going to be like, well, what a dipshit. Like, yeah. if you don't want to get fired, don't go bitch about your employer on social media. Yeah. Which is probably good words of advice anyways. Like, yeah, everybody out there, like the NASA girl who said, suck my dick and balls. I work at NASA to this guy on Twitter and then the guy on Twitter was like, no, I work at NASA and you don't. And she just didn't even get the job. <laughs> that's like that's like the extreme example of don't fuck around with your job on social media. Ever. Ever. Yeah. And if you're going to, and a lot of people, this is more of a trend now, people just like put their accounts on private and... That's not going to work. No. I mean, my CEO follows yeah. me on Twitter. Yeah. Which surprises me because, like, I don't bitch about my job because I legitimately like it. But yeah. I've said some – I'm a uh, off-color guy sometimes. Yeah. I, I like swear words. Uh, the thing is the majority of people are like that. They just lie about it on social media. Like the thing about social media is it has a tendency to um, kind of – fuck, what's that word? Ah, again, I thought 2020 might have been the year when I just remembered words. No, nope. it's oh, going to be it. 2021 it, like, maybe. It can exaggerate your personality. So people who are colorful like you and me maybe go a little more colorful on Twitter. Whereas people who want to be a little more reserved kind of come off as maybe a little hoity-toity and super PC. I was going to say social media is like gentrification for your personality. Like it just puts like a nice, everyone puts a nice shiny veneer on themselves. Like I'm saying, yeah. Like, so my point is everybody does swear in real life that I've met. It might be because I work in the trades and everybody there swears, but I feel like everybody's a lot cooler and looser and fucking more colorful than they let on on Twitter. So, but still, like I'm saying, that's probably why your boss follows you because he understands you're a real person and he's not going to hold that against you. True. But if you were to say start dissing your employer in any way, he'd probably get pretty upset. Which again, I wouldn't do. If I'm going to bitch about my employer, I'm going to do it like a person with a brain and just like go to a friend 
offline and have a conversation in person and be like, oh, my fucking employer gave me a fucking bottle of barbecue sauce, which also, dude, you know what your gift is in late stage capitalism at your job? It's a fucking paycheck. (laughs) That's it. Take it. Shut up. Like he's talking about how he deserved uh, his ten dollars of gas station junk food uh, for doing a job well done. No, bud, you don't deserve shit. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, so my employer used to like. So back when I joined the company, we were like seventy people. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot easier to like. Every year they would go like way above and beyond, give people mm-hmm. like you know three or four options of like five hundred dollar gifts to choose from. Yeah. Uh, and then now they just throw us like a big fucking because we're almost up to like five hundred employees now. Now they yeah. just throw us like a big fucking holiday party and everyone seems happy with that. Yeah. But like even if they were like here's nothing or here's like a small token of whatever or here's like a tiny yeah. bonus, uh, fucking take it. Like you're not what's his name Clark Griswold. You're not, oh, yeah. you're not some hero because you're bitching about your <laughs> Christmas barbecue sauce uh, on the internet. And another thing is if you're waiting for your Christmas present or some annual bonus to make it feel like your job's worthwhile, you don't enjoy that job and maybe you should look into moving on because you're not you don't have to love your job but you have to like not detest your job where you can go there and work and be fine. You shouldn't be waiting for a box of like what Derek said, $10 gas station food to make it seem like worthwhile at your job. But the weird thing is like, yeah, cause Fastenal is like in two countries and I imagine they've got a lot of employees and they probably don't have the energy or time. And this might've been one of those moves where like, well, let's get them something regional that they would like more than this unpersonal gift. And this one guy was just not satisfied. With Happened that. to live in the barbecue sauce region, yeah. I guess. So the only, yeah. And then he like, he got shit canned. And since the company's in the States where they have, what's it called? At will employment where they can just fucking ax you with like nothing. But, so they tried to do that. I don't, I was trying to look for an updated version of this because this happened – the story broke like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. And what happened was since the Fastenal is from the States, they let him go with no severance package because unlike Canada, the States, like as I just said, they don't have to give you like uh, – They do actually have to. Oh, they that. do? Yeah. I thought they were just allowed to fire you. No, because he's a Canadian employee under Canadian Oh, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. They thought – because they're oh an American they could company. do it yeah yeah no he's gonna get he's gonna probably be able yeah to so play. he he I think he was a man like middle management and he'd been working there six years so he's gonna get probably like a month salary or something just as and then which they honestly like if you fire someone during the holiday season even yeah. if you fire them for like shitting on the CEO's desk <laughs> give them severance man don't be shitting yeah. about it like. I understand we're all going to have bad days. Uh, everyone, people are going to go and vent sometimes. Yeah. They're going to say stupid shit. Sometimes you're going to have to fire them because they're a dumb, loud mouth who voice their shit all yeah. over social media. Just give them severance. You're you're a big-ass corporation. You're firing someone during the holiday season. Chuck them a couple months' pay and uh, call it a day. Yeah. My favorite thing about this story was that after the story broke, people read the story. Yeah. And because our brains don't work anymore and we just fly into a rage at the slightest provocation, 
uh, a bunch of people went after the barbecue sauce company thinking yeah, so fucked. the barbecue sauce company had fired this guy. <laughs> people were like organizing like protests and boycotts of this barbecue yeah. sauce company being like, fuck you. You ruined this guy's life. And uh, the barbecue sauce company had to issue a statement that yeah. literally said, like, please read beyond the headline <laughs> and like try to make sense of this uh, before getting mad at us. And so. the funny thing was people were like, when it's a like mom and pop barbecue shop in Edmonton, you can like think of it as a face and you can go like attack it directly. But then as soon as you hear it's like a hardware distri- distributor based in the States. Yeah, that, that probably like, operates out of like a faceless warehouse somewhere. That, yeah. yeah. Like I know who fast and all because that's where we get all our like nuts and bolts from and like that fucking construction nuts from <laughs> construction materials. But so people like see this they're like, yeah, it's. I'm not gonna. Yeah, who organize do people work there? Random. Like, yeah. I don't know, what's the point? Nuts and bolts. What do we even do with that? Uh, do you want to talk about this other oh, yeah. employment so, mishap? Like me and Derek were saying, like if you get laid off in Canada or you get fired in Canada, you're entitled to like a severance thing, unless you're let go with cause, and that means like you fuck around, or usually there's like a three strike policy where you get like three write ups. And then you're gone on the third one. And some businesses in Canada have a different where they'll like give you a spoken warning, then a written warning, and then they'll let you go. But this guy, in, <laughs> he, uh, he accident. He works at a winery. He's been working there over 10 years. He's, um, oh, fuck. I got to find his... Um, his job title because so he worked at Mission Hill and he was fired with cause which is a very fancy ass winery yeah and in um, Kelowna I think so okay so the guy's name was, last name was Crozier and he had worked as a cellar man so basically he was in charge of once like I guess wine is cooked in a vat I'm not really a wine scientist so I don't know how this works but like the way I believe it happens is you cook fucking grapes and step on them and shit and then it goes into a vat and then it like makes it into wine and then you move it from the vat into a wooden barrel for it to age and like get its flavor and tannins and whatever the fuck else you do with wine. So this guy was doing that. So he turns the valve to make it go down the hose into the barrels and then he walks away for 20 minutes and he doesn't realize he hadn't switched over some switch. And what was it? Um, $160,000 worth of wine. Okay, he spilled. Oh, fuck, where is this? Yeah, so, anyways, he spilled $162,000, like Derek said, of wine down the drain in 20 minutes, which to me seems like that's a lot of wine if that many liters come out. So, anyways, he tried to say. It was an accident and they went to arbitration and he was trying to say, if anything, I'll be more alert. And Because this happened back in 2018 and the the reason we're talking about it now is that finally the court was finally like, no, you don't get to come back to this job and you don't get to pretend like you're going to be more aware of what's happening because you actually did this once before. Oh, at another winery? No, at the same winery. Oh. He did it – Um. Uh, oh yeah, so he spilled, this time he spilled 5,600 oh. liters and 
he did it back in uh, 2017. Yeah, so he like 18 Made the months same earlier. Eleven thousand liters of wine down the drain. Yeah, so that's even that's twice more. as much. Yeah, so this guy's cost this company like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in lost wine. So if that's the situation, you you're just fucking gone. Yeah, I think if you cause half a million dollars of damage <laughs> to your employer, yeah, you can officially be labeled a liability. <laughs> um, fuck, man. Could you imagine no. some guy waste three hundred thousand dollars of wine? You're like, all right. We're gonna let this one a little slap on the wrist. You've been you've been working here like seven years. We understand mistakes happen. Get your shit together. Please don't do this again. Eighteen months later, he does it again, and you're like, Oh my god, I should have fired him the first time. <laughs> I so could have like, saved myself. So this like, is my fault. Yeah, you're like, get the fuck out of here. Fuck, you did it again. Guy, was, guy was probably uh, tasting his own supply, it sounds like. Like, how one, do you. And then, could you imagine how mad you'd be as the employer when the wrongful dismissal suit comes back your way and you're like, oh no. Oh, F now. Now I gotta pay legal money yeah. on top of the half a million dollars <laughs> I already poured, literally poured down a drain. Uh, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, that's hilarious. All right. Hey, Dale, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I think we covered everything. It's been a while, but like, it's been a while since we recorded. Actually, oh yeah, maybe it has. Cause I sat on that episode for a week before publishing. Yeah. So it's only been, it's been out for like almost two weeks, but, uh, no, cause I had all the stuff like we were talking about the ass slapper, but it all seems like too old and people have forgotten about it. And, and there's, there's always so much more. I oh feel like 2020 is going to be a banging year oh, for man, us. Oh man, we like, got fucking... The podcast where we don't talk about Trump, we're going to have to not talk about Trump a bunch. During an election we, year. Yeah, it's an election year. Uh, these All these catastrophes that keep happening. Oh, we didn't even mention the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. there's uh, I don't fuck. So that's basically like uh, Trump at this point. Like it's just yeah. like – so there's another respiratory virus that's coming out of China. Do we call it SARS-like? It is, yeah, a lot of people are referencing okay. SARS, which, like, remember SARS? Yeah. And, like, the panic over that. And mm-hmm. it's very similar to the panic over this. And yeah. everyone's fucking freaking out. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember SARS and, like, hearing a lot about it. Yeah. And I, so I was like, how many people actually died from SARS? And globally, only 700 people died from SARS. That's not that much for a catastrophe. And only 8,000 people were ever infected. Yeah. And so, only six in Canada died. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and then this, like, uh, so people are, like, flipping out over this. And I'm yeah. like, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Like, and it's a weird thing because it's not really, like, we can't just be like, well, there's a lot of social outrage about this. But the one thing that's bugging me is how much people are flipping out about it. Like, my girlfriend, God bless her soul, she's kind of scared. And she kind of got mad at me because I didn't care. I'm like, it's just like SARS. It's all this big worry. People are going to wear masks for a couple weeks and maybe a couple people will die and then it won't really affect us because we're not going to China. And as callous as that sounds, it's true. You know how many people die from the flu every year? A lot. 56,000 people. That's a lot. That in, is a fucking lot of people. In Canada? No, not just, Canada, globally. Oh. But still, 700 people died globally from SARS with yeah. 8,000 infections. 56,000 people die every year from the flu. Andrew, you had a flu shot this year? No. No. I did. 
I mean, so did I. I wonder if they'll if that'll save us from the coronavirus. Probably not. Also, the coronavirus? Like named after the world's shittiest beer. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, you hear that and you're like, there's just nonstop puns about, oh, I better get some limes. <laughs> but like, Jesus. could you come up with a worse name? Like, they should start naming these like the swine flu and avian bird flu and all these names are terrible. Start calling them. I thought swine flu was dope. That's a good name. It's not pig, fear inducing. Yeah. Like you tell me. Oh, pigs are scary, man. You're like, oh, there's a pig flu. You're like, oh, pigs. They're pink, curly tails. No, it's pigs, cute. pigs are fucking terrifying. Yeah. You got to call it like fucking devil incarnate hog, flu. Hog or, flu. Or like fucking hell on earth big, flu. Big hog flu. <laughs> 30 to 40 wild hog flu. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't know why people are flipping. Like, I'm sure this will turn into nothing. Or now that I've beaked off about it on our podcast, it'll turn into, like, a really big thing and a lot of people will like, die. The coronavirus will hear our podcast and be like, fuck those guys. Yeah, I fucking think you're Straight so tough. There. But, uh, like, remember the Zika virus? Eh, nothing happened with that. Or the Z- Zika? What did I say, Zika? Wasn't that the one that caused, like, caused birth defects? Yeah. That's whatever. still a thing. They have like, so they have advisory countries that they will tell pregnant women or women who want to get pregnant in the near future not Spoiler to get Spoiler alert, don't go to poor countries. Yeah, well, They have I mean, viruses. But so, like, the Zika virus is like, a lot of people get it, but yeah. it literally only affects you if you're having a child and it can fuck up your, like, unborn baby inside yeah. of you. But so, if you don't, if you just avoid those countries when you want to get pregnant, then it poses little yeah little it's like it's just like that it's like everybody was super worried about the zika virus and like whatever it went away and then there was the nile west nile virus and that was supposed to kill us all and it didn't and then the bird flu was supposed to kill us all and it didn't and then like remember like the 80s when there was crazy ones like remember acid rain was supposed to kill us is acid rain still a thing and what happened to that we just not care anymore, or did they like cure acid? Rain? I mean, I'm sure it's a thing in like China. Yeah, uh, and then remember African killer bees? They're supposed to be like mutated and just like not be able to be stopped, and they just wipe us out. The Africanized honeybee. Yeah. What happened to that? Uh, nothing, because nothing ever happens unless you're Australia. <laughs> Sorry, Australia. You definitely Sorry again. You definitely have acid rain and Africanized honeybees <laughs> in one massive cloud just roaming the floodlands right now. Uh, yeah. All right. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I've been your co-host, Derek Bolin. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Herder. I'm Dale DeRudo. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at SuperDaleBot. Follow us collectively, even though only Dale tweets from the account because I don't give a fuck at... Uh, Outrage Fact Pod? Yeah. On Twitter and also at Facebook.com slash Outrage Fact Pod and wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us. We would appreciate it. Yeah, we want to be famous. Yeah. Oh, and if you really like us, if you really like us, uh, chuck us some money on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Outrage Factory. Yeah. That's good. We got it all? Uh, oh, stay tuned. We're going to try to get some guest hosts this year because people want to come on this podcast for some reason. Yeah. If you're angry about things or you want to make fun of people for being angry about things or you're willing to come on air and have Dale and I make fun of you, <laughs> shoot us a message. And until next week, stay angry.